Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm. Hello there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. You got your Bible in your hand. Which one are you reading out of today? I've actually got my phone in my hand, but it has okay, a Bible. So I will on take it. the Galaga off it and let's uh <laughs> we gotta do this podcast, man. Let's talk about the text. I am going to read from the Net Bible. All right. And we're gonna read the third segment of Psalm forty four, and this is from verses seventeen through verse twenty two. Net Bible. All this has happened to us even though we have not rejected you or violated your covenant with us. We have not been unfaithful, nor have we disobeyed your commands. Yet you have battered us, leaving us a heap of ruins overrun by wild dogs. You have covered us with darkness. If we had rejected our God and spread out our hands in prayer to another God, would not God discover it? For he knows one's thoughts. Yet because of you, we are killed all day long. We are treated like sheep at the slaughtering block. Wow. So the psalmist, kind of recapping the first eight verses of the psalm, was talking about God's mighty deeds in days gone by, where God had fought on behalf of the Israelites, driven out the Canaanites, brought them to their promised land. Yesterday, we were looking at the next section, 9 through 16, where we see that it seems the tables have turned And now God is doing to the Israelite people what in prior times he had done to the Canaanite people. We get to what you just read, and it's not, at least in the view of the psalmist, it's not just punishment because they have forsaken God, because they have broken covenant, because they are acting like idolaters. He says just the opposite. In fact, I I tell you what jumps out at me is uh, when you look particularly at verse 21, Would not God search this out, for he knows the secrets of the heart? The psalmist is saying, not only have we not been acting out in idolatry and wickedness, we haven't even been thinking about this stuff. This is not secret sins going on in our inner parts. God would know that. We would have to confess that. He is protesting innocence inside and out. For the entire nation. Okay. For for all of us, or for the army, for, the for army. whoever has gone out and faced this defeat and gotten defeated battle. like that. The, so so segment number one is here's how you treated us in the past. Mm-hmm. Segment number two is here's how you're treating us in the present. Mm-hmm. Segment number three is but here's how we treated you. Okay. This is this is a major accusation. Mm-hmm. This and it's. I don't think we're supposed to soft glove it. I don't think we're supposed to soften it. It's it is tough. It is hard. What what this psalmist is saying is we had an agreement, and you're the one that's not keeping it right now, Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's actually not an uncommon claim throughout the Psalms, except for usually in the Psalms they will come around to recognizing their own sin, or they'll come around to to saying God's going to eventually take care of this, right? Right. Um, or or something happens that shows they finally gotten to that place. We've we've talked in the past about the Psalms being in the interim, mm-hmm. the interim between when God gives His promise and when God keeps His promise right. and fulfills it. And clearly, we're in the interim right here. But oftentimes, we can at least fall back on, yeah, God does this because they were unfaithful. Yes, God has done this because you're a sinner. And for me, it's it's also this, the national nature of this rather than the individual. Okay. When we get to some of those individual laments, 
we can we can either say, all right, this is a time in the individual's life when they were being faithful. Like right. we can look at David before he committed his great sins, and none of us would say he was sinlessly perfect before that. But boy, certainly a big difference between before his sin with Bathsheba sure. and afterwards. A great change, yeah. Um, we can see a person who might be saying, I mean, look, I'm not sinlessly perfect, but this thing that I'm being accused of, I didn't do, so I don't deserve the way these people are treating me. Why aren't you doing something about this now, Lord? We can mm-hmm. see that. And and sometimes even I even being able to see that look I know I'm a sinner but boy what I'm dealing with right now my sins don't seem to measure up to that mm-hmm, and being mm-hmm. upset about that but here we've got the whole nation and and it's pretty intense Lord you have a covenant agreement with us we have been worshiping you we have been faithful to you and and you're not protecting us you're right. you're letting us be judged and what's super amazing about this is there's no comment from God on it. There's no pushback. There's no God mm-hmm. saying, you're wrong. I mean, I know. So, like, we get oh, to— Yeah, there are certain psalms where you have the voice of God, yeah. you know, breaking in, but not here. Not here. Not here. We get to, what is it, Malachi, where they even ask, well, 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 when did we betray you? When did we do this? And God says, here's when you did it. We don't have that voice. Yeah, no, I I, I thought of Malachi as we were reading this. I, I really did. I thought, is it is it possible that there's a kind of a self-deception here? You know, that uh, calling for God to to make this known, that a book like Malachi is the answer to that. Oh, you say you haven't profaned. How have we profaned? Well, let me tell you how. You know, there, there's boom, the prophet. Boom, 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 boom. boom. You know, and, and I always read Malachi and I wonder, okay, are they self-deceived or are they just hypocrites, you know, playing a game? Either way, God makes it very clear how they had failed and how they were sinning against him. This is this this is certainly a pre Malachi posture here. Mm-hmm. Okay, that this guy is or this psalmist he is mystified. We're not doing anything wrong. But at the end of this segment, we do get a hint, a hint, if you will, mm-hmm. of why this sort of thing happens. Okay, um, I, I love what Kidner says about this one. He says. The psalm does not develop it, but implies the revolutionary thought that suffering may be a battle scar rather than a punishment. The price of loyalty uh, in a world which is at war with God. And he sees that in the statement, yet for your sake we are killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. This, this statement yeah. does not explain exactly why or exactly how, but it sets the stage mm-hmm. for we understand the covenant, we understand the relationship that God has promised, but we live in a world mm-hmm. that while God is king and God is sovereign, he is not manipulating every little thing that happens in that world. And sometimes... Sometimes the suffering is not because we're disobedient to God, but because we are loyal to God in a world that does not like God. Well, I tell you, when you say that and seeing the psalm in that light, that is helpful. That sort of concept I see in the New Testament, that sort of concept I feel like Jesus teaches us about his way and about his covenant. I mean, from the Beatitudes on, Blessed are you when you are persecuted for righteousness sake, you know, that uh, to be faithful to Christ in that new covenant means the world will hate you and and the world will come at you. Um, Interestingly enough, it is this verse from Psalm 44 
that the apostle uses in Romans chapter 8. Yeah, I was going to say, well, there's a reason why this makes sense for you from the New Testament, because you've actually heard this statement before yeah. in the New Testament. Yeah. <laughs> Romans chapter 8. I'm already there. Okay. Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 31. What the, the Christians are suffering. Yes. And suffering in Rome. And Paul's yeah. writing to them. And of course, there's all kinds of details that we can provide for what's happened here in Rome. But here's what Paul says. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, who is to condemn. Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that who is raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written... Here it is. From Psalm 44. As it is written from Psalm 44, For your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. But here's where Paul goes with it. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it is It is the concept then of being sacrifices for the Lord, that we are faithful the world hates us. The world will kill us for that faithfulness. And so it goes along with the faithfulness and not that God has forsaken us, but this is part of his His greater plan. And in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Mm-hmm. So you made a comment yesterday. Let me, let me just pull that one back to mind. In our conversation yesterday, I, I was bringing up how shocking it is to me that this psalm is here, that God allowed this kind of psalm in prayer. You suggested yesterday how shocking it was to you that psalmists in this situation were still praying. Yeah. And and how shocking it is that, I mean, when I feel this way toward God, it's shocking that they didn't just abandon God and just say, okay, Lord, if this is how you're going to be with your covenant, I'm out of here. We're in a culture today where a lot of people walk away from God for a lot less. But what they did instead was they prayed and they wrote a psalm and they brought it to God, which is actually a manifestation of of what Paul goes on to say in these final verses. They don't, they don't write it down. They don't write down, hey, we know we're going to be conquerors. They don't write down, we know that nothing is actually separating us from the love of God. Mm-hmm. But their actions demonstrated a faith that while I do not know what's going on in this moment and I do not understand it, I think God is there and God listens to me and God listens to us and that's why I'm bringing this prayer, Mm -hmm. which gets us to what Paul says as he comes from this quote about being sheep who are slaughtered. We are more than conquerors and none of this stuff that is going on is actually separating us from God. Mm -hmm. It may Mm -hmm. feel like being forsaken, but it is not being forsaken. We are not separated from the love of God and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. I know in another conversation, we're going to look at the last verse of this psalm. Rise up, come to our help, redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. separates us from that. From the love of God. Especially for us who are in Jesus Christ. It's a frightening thing, though, that uh, we would be killed for being Christians or persecuted for our faith. Surely and yet, not. That is going on even in the world today. I thought when we were faithful to the Lord, the only thing that would ever happen to us is our best life now. That's not going on for Christians over in Mozambique, I'll tell you that. Hmm. You know, I saw a news report just this last week about 
the Islamic State and their insurgents in the mountains along the Mozambique-Tanzania border and where they are catching Christians and beheading Christians as they are trying to assert themselves and finding out that they are Christians. And it's the, uh, you know, um, my heart goes out to that kind of, of persecution. Uh, I've got, uh, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ I know in Tanzania that don't live all that far from the border. It's a very frightening thing. And it's hard to imagine in this day and age and in this world that Christians are being killed for no other reason than that they are Christians. But it's been going on that way for 2,000 years. Mm, mm. And here's the thing. That is not separating a single one from the love of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. There, there's None of this affects whether or not we are his. Mm-hmm. None of this affects that. At whatever suffering we go through, even, even when we're distressed to the point of writing a psalm like this, mm-hmm. we are still his. We can still write this psalm. We can still pray. And he's still listening. And in the end, we are more than conquerors. conquerors. We appreciate so much you joining in on the conversation today. Let us know what you're learning from Psalm 44, or perhaps you're reading other things in the Scriptures. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for your grace, for your mercy, that we might come to you in prayer through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. No matter what uh, someone might be facing today, Father, in the circumstances, perhaps even temptations and trials placed in their way because of the devil, because of spiritual forces that want to cause them to fall, God, help us to trust in you, help us to grow in you, help us to appreciate that in you we are more than conquerors. May we know, Father, your, your grace this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.